Hey there, welcome back to Vajrapod Conversations. Hopefully you've been enjoying our regular episodes so far. While we love to distill our content each time into a bite-sized 20-30 to 30 minute session, sometimes there are some topics that merit a much deeper dive than we can afford in a single episode. That's why, from time to time, we will be releasing special episodes like this one that will go over certain important topics in greater detail, maybe even with some practical examples. And all of this based on listener demand, of course. If you have any questions you would like us to address in a future episode, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at V-A-J-R-A-P-O-D, Vajrapod, and feel free to drop us a message. It's also a great way to receive early updates and special announcements from us. Plus, we get to hear from you. And you know how much we love reflective listening. Before we begin today's episode, let's just take a quick moment to acknowledge the multitude of thoughts and emotions that might be flowing around in our mind right now. And take a few deep breaths. Great. Now, let's dive into today's special conversation. So a very close friend of mine, uh, recently he listened uh, to our podcast and he told me about how he really enjoyed uh, our conversations, and especially in the first episode where we talked about managing relations at work. And mm-hmm. uh, it also kind of um, spurred him to initiate a really nice conversation with one of his coworkers who he hadn't really seen or you know talked to in a while. Um, when I heard that, like, you know, it did give me a sense of, a, a, you know, gratification as well, you know, to know that, uh, our podcast had, you know, even a little positive effect on, uh, on our listeners. So yeah. Another thing that he really got out of it was, um, well, actually, let me just read out his full message because I don't think I can put it in any better terms. So what he said was, Something that stuck out to me was when you discussed remote working environments. Your co-host has social authority, being a doctor, and personal authority with you, being your father. Mm -hmm. And he emphasized humility in communication in a previous point, and then with a very natural humility, abdicated the floor to you because you have more experience on this topic. He's talking Mm -hmm. about, uh, you know, remote work that we were discussing And this seems like such a small thing, but in a matter of minutes, he taught a lesson, one I value highly, and demoed it sincerely. And I could experience how it enriched the conversation. Well, I'm very thankful for that remark, uh, really. Thank you. But it takes someone who's already on the path towards humbleness to kind of recognize the power of this uh, quiet virtue. And like we said before, humility is really a view of oneself in a very truthful and modest way. 
whenever we take a look inwards towards ourselves or look outwards towards the world, we tend to look through uh, tainted filters or lenses, uh, lenses that have become distorted through past experiences or future worries, through personal biases or through our own culture's placement of value on external accomplishments, appearances, and self-exaggeration, and so on. So only when you begin to clean these lenses up a little, uh, will you begin to see a clearer picture of yourself. You begin to see and accept your own strengths and limitations without any judgment or defensiveness. You begin working on your limitations by being uh, very open to uh, new ideas and criticism without impacting your self-esteem negatively. Um, You start seeing your own blind spots, take responsibility for your mistakes, and uh, begin uh, having more respect for others. Mm -hmm. And while taking this inward effort on uh, cleaning our distorted uh, lenses, it's important to be honest and truthful. Certain individuals may understand just the power of humility and uh, try to project certain qualities of it in order to get validation or sympathy. But again, that that is just a short-term uh, and superficial uh, way of doing it. Um, some may view themselves with only negative distortions, which uh, causes them to have a low sense of self. Um, some may view themselves with an unrealistic sense of superiority, leading them to become conceited or vain or egotistical. So I think uh, true humility is a quiet yet uh, powerful virtue, which you can only achieve if you start cleaning your distorted view of yourself, uh, start accepting imperfections and faults, and uh, start expressing gratitude. And while humility is more of a subconscious view of your true self, I think uh, confidence is more of a feeling or a belief in oneself, a feeling of self-assurance, which uh, arises from an appreciation of your own qualities and abilities. Mm-hmm. It kind of instills a personal sense of being competent and capable and uh, also feeling uh, secure in that knowledge. But again, this uh, feeling or belief in oneself has to be true and realistic without any distortions. And uh, since it's a feeling or belief, it's not a static thing and uh, can be acquired. It can also be improved over time. Uh, Someone best said it as always trying to build a best version of yourself, just like, you know, a computer constantly updates itself. Mm. So confidence also requires constant updates. And uh, you have to remember that it's not a one size uh, fits all kind of thing. You can have high confidence in some areas and low confidence in others. And uh, you can always choose to improve in any area. So confidence really is the feeling or realistic belief in yourself, the belief uh, that you have the ability to meet a challenge and to succeed. Right. Um, But I guess, what about the uh, extreme end, I guess, of the spectrum where we're talking about overconfidence? Um, Is it okay to be uh, overconfident from time to time? Um, and I ask this because uh, there's uh, this uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach who, um, you know, uh, is very revered in the community. 
Um, uh, his name is John Danaher, and he once uh, talked about this. He said, um, for every match lost by overconfidence, a mm-hmm. uh, hundred are lost due to excessive timidity. Um, does that statement ring true for life in general as well? Or, you know, is there any truth, truth to that? Well, let's take a look at uh, overconfidence. Overconfidence really uh, is a state of overestimating your own actual ability to perform a task uh, successfully. So mm-hmm. it's a cognitive bias, a thought bias in that uh, you believe your performance is better than that of others uh, without any realistic truth in it. Mm-hmm. So it may be an overestimate or overcompensation for any kind of internal insecurity, which is a flaw in itself, uh, as is excessive timidity in which one has no confidence in oneself. So uh, I think what he means in that statement is that if you are in either end of the confidence spectrum, you tend to lose. Mm-hmm. More so if you are excessively unsure about yourself and have a low expectation about yourself, but also occasionally if you overestimate yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this statement really highlights the importance of having a healthy personal sense of being uh, competent and capable and being secure in that knowledge. Um, I don't think uh, that overestimating oneself is really helpful in life because it'll only lead you to overcompensate and uh, expose more insecurities in yourself. But to have a healthy and truthful confidence and to always work on it is really important. Yeah, no, that that definitely makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess now that we've kind of cleared the air on what uh, humility and confidence truly mean, um, let's actually run through some um, real life scenarios that one might find themselves in at work. And uh, I guess use our understanding of humility that we have got so far of both humility and confidence um, so far to uh, basically navigate successfully through them. So, okay, let me set the first scenario. You're at your desk um, when your boss comes over and starts talking about the latest report you just submitted. And now he begins to question some of the rationale you used when uh, writing it up. Suddenly you start feeling unsure of yourself, even though you painstakingly worked on this for a very long time and you've already tried to address any discrepancies that may arise. But even after all of that, you're somehow suddenly filled with self-doubt and you don't really know how to respond to your boss. And now he has the impression that you don't really uh, know what you're talking about and that Mm. you maybe didn't put in any effort uh, into your work. So how, how, how do you redeem your, yourself in such a situation? Yeah, uh, I think you have to be very open first when dealing with people, especially seniors and bosses who have some degree of control over you. Uh, you know, whenever we, uh, we feel we are failing at anything that is important to us, whether it's a job or any kind of relationship, our self-worth tends to immediately plummet. And in order to save face, we either tend to lie or point fingers and so on. Mm -hmm. And we tend to do this because we have the tendency to tie all our self-worth to external outer means. And here is where humility comes in handy. People with humility are 
you know, much uh, better able to withstand uh, criticism or failure just because their self-worth, like we talked about earlier, comes from within and not from external means. Mm-hmm. And so going back to the scenario, if you put in 100% of your time and energy into a project, it would be really important for you to convey that uh, mm-hmm. while you know validating your boss's frustration at the same time. You should also be able to uh, embrace your hum- humanness and accept any kind of imperfections on your part, your willingness to be open to criticism or advice, and your willingness to learn from the experience will come across as uh, you having a very strong sense of self, which has uh, such a positive impact. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, uh, you know, lastly, never forget to thank or express your gratitude uh, for the learning experience because it'll show your ability to recognize and acknowledge the value of other people. Right. Okay, so essentially, you want to approach it in a more a human way, I guess, in a more neutral sort of manner, uh, where you're not really pointing fingers, blaming anyone, mm-hmm. or, you know, getting suddenly flustered, but, you know, just um, talking to the actual facts mm-hmm. about the situation and um, not letting yeah. anything yeah. else come in the way. Yeah. And then accepting, you know, any imperfections on your part uh, mm-hmm. and be willing to learn from it. Gotcha. Okay, so um, now let's move on to scenario two. Mm-hmm. Now, this one. So there's a situation at work where your senior team members have come to a specific decision about the future direction of uh, your project. However, you find that their decision was based on some uh, incorrect information, but uh, trying to point out their mistake could maybe put you in unfavorable terms with them. But then at the same time, you kind of know deep down that uh, you have to step up and do the right thing. Um, But then also you need to make sure you don't come across as an arrogant, you know, junior trying to steal the limelight. Um, So how how can you handle a uh, delicate situation like that with uh, both humility and confidence? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, to kind of, put it bluntly you do have to step up and uh, you know do the right thing if it's for the benefit of the company or organization but how you go about doing that is important um, because like you said you don't want to come across as being arrogant uh, i think the answer lies in learning how to be more assertive in the way you communicate mm-hmm. uh, and like all other social skills uh it, it helps you communicate effectively. And I think it's all about having respect for yourself, uh, respect for the other person and their thoughts and uh, wishes. And uh, that takes us back to what we said earlier about humility and the importance of having respect for other people. So having a healthy uh, humility of oneself already Uh, kind of provides a strong foundation for developing assertive skills. Uh, It's only when you have an unrealistic sense of superiority will you really come across as vain and arrogant. Uh, But then assertiveness has to be trained and practiced like uh, any other habit. Mm -hmm. So it's important to practice uh, speaking up early on, you know, asking questions and 
trying to make yourself uh, heard during meetings, for example. And then uh, remembering to listen well before speaking, um, respecting the opinion of others, being able to validate their feelings and uh, trying to seek a compromise. Uh, these are all ways in which you can learn to communicate more assertively. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a very important point that uh, you made about um, that these things don't come, you know, instantly, right? Especially if you're not, um, I guess, in the traditional sense, a, a confident person. Mm -hmm. um, it, so in that sense, confidence is not really a switch. It's kind of something that uh, gradually grows with time. And that's right. And, uh, and like you said, uh, practicing, practicing this by being a little bit more vocal, letting your opinions known um, in front of your coworkers, um, and then developing these these habits over time uh, will uh, are, will slowly uh, lead you towards mm. that uh, towards that perfect balance. Um, That's correct. Eventually, right. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So, one final scenario. Mm. Um, now, this time, you're trying your best to fit into the culture at a new workplace, let's say. And uh, you're chatting up a few coworkers over a casual lunch. And uh, now due to your internal, I guess, desire to make great first impressions, mm -hmm. uh, you, you want to make yourself look good in front of others, you start, maybe you start ranting about a specific uh, topic of your interest. Let's say how in your spare time, maybe you're like a wine connoisseur or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and now maybe some people in the group are uh, kind of feeling alienated in that conversation. They're starting to think that you're a bit of a show off. And maybe, I don't know, maybe you realize it, maybe you don't, but uh, how can you be more mindful about this effect that you, uh, I guess this effect of our behaviors um, on other people? Yeah, I, uh, I think we're all, <laughs> we all tend to kind of try too hard in certain situations to, uh, to make a good impression. And mm -hmm. then we get wrapped up in this tendency to again uh, tie our self-worth to external means, you know, like knowledge, achievements, and so on. Uh, and uh, while it does make us feel good about ourselves momentarily, it does uh, nothing to help your self-growth. So it's important to have your so-called inner filters uh, mm -hmm. on uh, being mindful and uh, being cognizant about whether what you are conveying or saying has any bearing on others, respecting their thoughts and wishes as well. And you'll notice a lot of social cues of knowing when to wrap up if you've uh, been on a rant. Uh, and it's important to recognize them. Uh, instead, I think it's more important to be a good listener, like we said before. Uh, right. We were talking about building relationships. Um, communication is primary, but the listening aspect is uh, much more important than the speaking. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that um, what you said about social understanding social cues is very important when mm -hmm. you're speaking about something and you start seeing people maybe their eyes wandering off, you know, maybe fidgeting around with something else. And you, you can right. kind of sense these things that people are slowly uh, not really listening to what you're trying to say. Mm. Um, and at the same time, you know, you want to, uh, you want to make sure 
that you're not you know entirely hogging the conversation because you want to give others an opportunity to let to voice their opinions or their ideas as well so you know maybe mm. something like stopping short of whatever long rant you were going to go on and asking someone else for their input on you know maybe uh, like they, let's say they're talking about a football game you you were talking about some football game from last night and then you maybe you can cut it short and you know ask some of the other people oh like what other games do you guys like to play and like you know t- t- turn turn the conversation into a little bit more of an That's inclusive right. inclusive yeah. one yeah like it's like uh, moving from the i state to the we state uh, right you know right exactly um yeah so i think that pretty much uh wraps up our episode for today um those were just a few uh likely scenarios one might come across at w- at work mm-hmm. um and there's definitely going to be so many more that it's kind of impossible to cover every single possibility but uh we really hope that you'll be able to apply these uh foundational concepts of practicing humility um and confidence that we covered today mm-hmm. uh to your own specific situations and uh always emerge from them a better version of yourself If you end up liking our conversations, please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com/vajrapod. Any support amount will go a long way in helping us to produce quality content and also work towards creating exclusive content for our donors in the near future. So show your support by buying 1, 2, 3 or 100 digital beverages for our podcast at buymeacoffee.com/vajrapod. And don't forget to like, share and subscribe to us on social media at v a j r a p o d vajrapod so that more people can join in on these conversations. Also check out our website at vajrapod.com for show notes and more. All these links will be included in the description. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.